Could we just get you to, um, I don't know if you want to say your, your government name as well, if you just want to say egg, but uh, basically just say it and how it's spelled. Okay, cool. And like, yeah. yeah, I won't use the gubby, but um, <laughs> like just say like, yo, what's up? This is. Yeah, like just say like, yeah, just say your okay, name cool. and then say how it's spelled. Word. And, uh, and, and socials. Cool. Um, yo, this is egg. That's E dot G G elevation for the greater good. You can find me on uh, Instagram um, at uh, Alverstone backwards. Again, that's E-N-O. Well, I'm going to just say it like you can s- sound it out as Enoch's <laughs> Revla. Find me on Instagram um, and on SoundCloud. You can find me at E.GG. Again, that's Egg. Elevation for the Greater Good. Welcome back to 101.5 UMFM. I'm Josh, sitting here with Ari, and you are listening to This Is 393. And today, we have a very special guest. Now, this third of the Winnipeg-based hip-hop collective Three Pete has established his solo career with a soulful discography blending heavyweight lyricism with jazzy production, placing him among the greats in our city, in my opinion. Um, wow. He dropped 1873 just over a year ago as a follow-up to his 2016 LP, Alverstone, and he's continued to grow his catalog by releasing Smoke and Mirrors in late November. Please welcome Egg. My man. That was a very well well written introduction yeah you know i'm a i'm a fan and i uh was told about this interview a few weeks ago and like i wrote that like a few weeks ago like i was like prepping it like uh i wanted to talk about uh the name egg because um i understand that that's an acronym right yeah um it stands for elevation for the greater good um but it's my been my nickname since i was like a kid that comes my, my older my older homies like basically gave me that nickname because it was you originally egg roll right yeah yeah sound yeah, yeah. <laughs> you studying yeah I yeah see. no i know my stuff man I'm for a fan, sure bro. that's what's up uh yeah so um so is there what um what goes into that that name for you like where'd that come from Elevation? the acronym yeah uh i because i feel like um you know what to be honest at first it was like very tough to find the acronym for it yeah. like i was like i was really trying to trying to um you know put different words together mm. but uh i think i think where elevation for the greater good came from was like growing up in the west end of winnipeg we had a lot uh you know there's a lot of influences good and bad yeah so i found that the one thing that i always tried to do or that i was always kind of taught uh growing up was like anything that you do should always yeah be be putting that time towards doing something for the greater good right like always try to be be a positive uh influence in that sense right so i had a lot of positive role models Mm -hmm. growing up so i felt like that was a necessary acronym and trying to play this game of dice but that's every day i've been flying coast to coast and months getting carried away i feel like escobar when my issues are buried the weight i just want my family situated prepared for the day and trying to play this game of dice but that's every day i've been flying coast to coast and months getting carried away i feel like escobar when my issues are buried the weight i just want my family situated prepared for the day do this with ease over seven seas. Tune into my chakras, the world watches. Fed us knowledge through empty pockets. Real ammo flooding your optics. Narcotics, stay conscious, please. Not all we see or seem ain't always what appears to be. Giving more than your time, precious. Lies vexed with social anxiety corrected. Therefore, I disconnected. Bridging the gap but fell short to the system's clutches. For me to understand the game in which my feelings stuck with due to like-minded beings. Colliding through ideas. Provided when I see us, they know it's some fly genius. Had to push off. Smoking red eyes, I've eyes seen it. I'm narrating my story, decided I try speaking. Tired of being hopeful, been dying through time, dreaming. The definition of hunger, you wouldn't know how I feel. It's each scar defining a moment I cherish, inherit the knowledge I carry, and that's forever, y'all. Ain't trying to play this game of dice, but that's every day. I've been flying coast to coast and months getting carried away. I feel like Escobar when my issues are buried the weight. I just want my family situated, prepared for the day. Ain't trying to play this game of dice, but that's every day. 
I've been flying coast to coast in months getting carried away. I feel like Escobar when my issues are buried the weight. I just want my family situated, prepared for the day. Repurpose antiques as the man speaks, a mere hope to be nothing more than myself. I've given the city most of me like eggs, got too many hobbies. What is he supposed to be? Anything I put my mind to, connections are close to me. Hopefully y'all have chose to be with me throughout the failure, cultivating my thoughts, hands together in prayer. I've been accustomed to change. Lord knows that I breathe the testament bestowed upon thyself. This piece of work I was destined with newspaper photos. I've concentrated my mind flow, experienced this life I invested into the ride. Though when these roots go deeper, that's why my music defines home. Every shoe fits to your size, that's no surprise. So drive slow, find me through the city with my eyes low. Highs go quicker, I picture limitless skies. Show the tides grow. Wouldn't understand the shit that I know. Therefore, it's back to the mountains I need to climb. Ain't trying to play this game of dice, but that's every day. I've been flying coast to coast in months, getting carried away. I feel like Escobar when my issues are buried the weight. I just want my family situated, prepared for the day. Ain't trying to play this game of dice, but that's every day. I've been flying coast to coast in months, getting carried away. I feel like Escobar when my issues are buried the weight. I just want my family situated, prepared for the day. And you show a lot of love to the West End and, and Winnipeg in general 100%. through through your music. Um, mm-hmm. This uh, there's a, a huge uh, scene that, in my opinion, I think the music scene here is uh, underappreciated a lot of the time. You sort of have yeah. to go digging a bit to uh, to know what's around here. Definitely. But uh, I did want to address um, the the game of dice video because that's from. Mm-hmm. That song's on Alverson, right? Yeah. But it the video came out just a few months ago. Oh, f- yeah, yeah, this past summer. Yeah, so yeah, shout out to Intervision, my boys, my boys Tom, uh, Cole. They really like brought that uh, yeah. that that vision to life for me, but Did um yeah, no, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, no. Oh, um <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, game of dice like anything particularly. Um well, no, like it it's in. such a I just want to talk cuz it's such a Winnipeg video like mm-hmm. if you're involved with like community here, you recognize a bunch of people in it. Uh was that like something you knew you wanted to do from yeah, the beginning? Yeah, especially if you like listen to the song, it's very like um it's a very uh d- like it's d- very deeply rooted, right? Like mm-hmm. I think the way when you listen to the hook and like when it goes into the verses, like you can really pick out parts that are um uh it's about like it's about like struggles it's about um you know even like blossoming all these different mm-hmm. emotions i think like it's a it ha- but it has a lot to do with trying to just um make it in the city that we live in like yeah and when i say make it i say just you know everyday life yeah. trying to just get past the next day and yeah and and just try and whatever it is that you're pursuing you know it just building towards whatever goal it is i think that's why the video is ver- it, it's true very winnipeg it it's uh it showcases a lot of you know features it showcases mm-hmm. a lot of um um a lot of parts of the city that you know people who are from here would know or if you've yeah, been here yeah, before yeah, you yeah. know what it is right but i think that was very important for me because it had to showcase uh not just the album itself because uh, alverstone's in the west end of winnipeg but i had to showcase that um there were pe- there, there's tons of different people and walks of life in this city yeah. that are all just just as much as, as a part of this city than than I am I'm just at a point where I'm trying to right. bring that showcase that you know to yeah to the world so yeah it's a dope video I love that no video. that yeah you know it's mm-hmm. it's sick um I wanted to talk about as well um your your musical background because I've seen like you did that uh that project um with B&B Studios and you sort of were Doing some singing, singing more so right. than rapping. You rap too, but like, and, and we've heard that through uh, with this latest project as well. So yeah. I want to know, like, was it was it rap first? Was it just like where? How did it start? Like, where did you find your? It was it wasn't rap first. It was um, I sang for my church choir when I was like in the second grade. Tight. Yeah. So like, uh, uh, on Alverstone is Saint Edward's Church. That's my elementary school where I grew up. Okay. And the church. Uh, it's a, the school is attached to the church, so yeah. then you know, um, coming up from Catholic background, we just yeah always in church, right? Yeah. So uh, the choir at the time, a uh, bunch of kids were allowed to you know be a part of it if you wanted, 
they wanted the kids to be a part of it. So I remember they had put me, uh, I think it was one uh, uh, mass I was in where they had they had me sing a solo part. Nice. So it was kind of nerve-wracking. Yeah. I remember like, yeah, I remember that's where it really stemmed from. But after that, I, I had gone through a lot of phases with music. Like I w- was mainly raised off of all, like, all, a lot of R&B music. Mm-hmm. So like growing up, my parents listened to a lot of like, you know, old school R&B music. Yeah. Like you name it, they listen to it. That Erica Badu sample at the start of Smoking Mirrors. Man. Cool. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. yeah, that's that 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 was that was later on for sure. But like my parents listened to like you know, um, Marvin Gaye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. They listened to a lot of, um, yeah, just a lot like you know for pop music. A lot of Michael Jackson was like mm-hmm. in in the household, right? Like right. it was crazy. Celine Dion. Yeah, yeah. Like a yeah. lot of lot of R and B music, but. I I had gone through phases of music where like I was listening to like hardcore music, like punk music, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was listening to a lot of that stuff. Then my homies put me on to my homies put me on to a lot of hip hop music. After the church choir and um after uh going through the phases of like listening to different like alternative or punk or hardcore and stuff like that, I a friend of mine put me on to a lot of heavy hip hop music. And like as cliche as it is, like a fr- two of the first artists I've ever like really really dabbled listening to was Pac and Big like Pac yeah. and Big were the two guys at the time especially growing up as a young kid like 90 f- 95 like 90 95 96 97 like w- was heavy like I was still super young mm-hmm. but I knew of them but yeah. I didn't get put on to Pac and Big's music until maybe like 2000 like or no, uh, like ninety nine or like yeah. two thousand, like you know, or like that early, that that early though, like maybe ninety eight, yeah, yeah. ninety nine. But so years then, are twisted. But yeah, and it just did it, it just it just caught and you. Then, yeah, from there it just was that like hip hop music was that captivating. It just yeah, I couldn't stop listening to it ever since then. Word. And um, that's where a lot of musical influences came from. Though it came from uh, a lot of R and B though, for sure. Yeah, so a lot of R and B. Do you want to? Uh, because your music, as it exists now, is sort of how like it, you can tell it has that that R and B influence, um, mm-hmm. and I think that sort of uh, can be referring to all like all your projects for the most part. Like yeah, there's some uh, yeah. Um, I'd say so. Do you want to? Is there anything you want to do like going forward that you haven't maybe done yet, or any new sounds styles you want to experiment with? Uh yeah, most definitely. Like I want to work a lot more with bands. Like I want to work a lot more in uh, like live instrumentation. Kay. Live instrumentation is huge. Like um, Royal Canoe, uh, band out in, uh, from Winnipeg. Yeah, they're super talented guys. I feel like um, they uh just did a show recently with um, or like maybe a, a couple years ago, or like a year back, they did a show with the Winnipeg Symphony Orchestra. Dope. I'd love to do a show with the or- Symphony Orchestra, like have all my beats, yeah. have all the production transferred to yeah. the orchestra, and like I mean that those are those are things that I want to do. But in terms of like trying different styles and stuff, like I mean I'm very devoted to to rapping right now. Yeah, you know, so like even with all the dabbling in the R and B stuff, it's it's really cool. It's a it's it's fun at the end mm-hmm. of the day, right? Like I'm not trying to p- pursue a career in R and B music yeah. or anything like that. Yeah, but like. Uh, rhyming, rhyming has just been such a thing for me, you know. Like it's very therapeutic, so I'm definitely on the devoted to rhyming. Yeah. So sure. are we gonna expect a hardcore, gritty, just rapidy rap bars? Maybe, project? maybe, maybe, maybe some of that. But I yeah. think, but I think for the most part, it's gonna be a lot of what I have to do, uh, or what I've been doing, which is just like lots of storytelling. Yeah. Lots of um. Uh, bringing awareness right like i think that's, that was something that was mentioned uh in a podcast i did with uh, my guys at the, at our studio was um just talking about um how a lot of my music is through the life i've been living mm-hmm. right like so a lot of wha- where my music comes from is just through my experiences in life so i think i'm going to continue mm-hmm. bringing that aspect um yeah. you know to kind of solidify like what i do my style and like the things i talk about right and so. you can you can hear that in your in your music mm-hmm. that you're not one of those guys that just raps about nothing, you know. Like exactly. It, it it I don't know if you've had any times where you did that. Uh, I haven't a personally couple. heard that. A couple. Yeah. There's like a couple moments, but yeah, it's no, no yeah. for sure. I mean, like I could say 80, 80 to ninety percent of my stuff is yeah very true stuff. Right. Yeah. 
Once again, we are sitting here with Egg. You're listening to This Is 393 on 101.5 UMFM. Where's my mind been wandering off too? Lost in the madness, trying to cook up a classic. Now the issue was never about the volume, but instead about how to push out the masses. Take a look now, the competition's Jurassic. Empty my thoughts and pour it into these glasses. Time is of the essence, but I need to take risks. My mind, I know the chances. Know the chances. Better than being behind me like my asses. Cashes, always in between of these elastics. The time, now what you talking practice? I ain't in the same discussion with people who knew me, got it bad. Get it right. I've been out here going after huh. whatever's written throughout these chapters. I pray to God. God, I pray to God, not a Catholic. Yo, peep game on the bracket. You know I've been moving since my last shit. Still moving since my last with ashes, ashes. Y'all can say me in your phone under egg again. I felt the need to take it back to feel better send. My regards to the moon and stars where my head has been. No, I'm still looking grizzly on that nine to five, ten to seven shift. Taking some time, but now I'm settled in. No, I'm speeding off when the pedals spin. No specific route that I'm headed in. Still working late nights with the pen again. You know, there ain't no really telling when I'ma end. Too early to tell. I made currency till. I made poor decisions. I'm still learning to build. I felt buried until my neck worried. I feel people would judge me when in the midst of presenting my skills. But I've been moving since my last trip. Homies asking. Where I've last been $100 for a fast swim Imagine boats and water crashing For dear life Making sure the family is fashioned For real But we proficient in mathematics, it's adding Simple addition with dope and addicts I put my pockets on padded and got my plan with a patent So I ain't looking back then, keep a right foot forward And my eyes on the rear view Till I gotta slow up and down with a clear view Y'all niggas need to grow up, ha. I get money just to show up, aspire and adhere to the signs that I steer you clear. Pray the vision stay the same while looking in the mirror. Crystal by the glaciers and smoke by the case, bruh. Still moving in the classics since 1998, bruh. That's how I do this, I love it. My niggas saw me on the after again and ruggish. So I, uh, I did want to talk about uh, 3P briefly uh, and uh, bring up the, the Guap video that came out recently. Um, I think that's super dope, man. Uh, Shout out to Toolman. Um, how'd that uh, how'd that whole process go for for that video and the the song and and like beginning to end? Like who who started that I- idea? Steve Steve was um, the uh, had originally produced the beat. Okay. So for a lot of people that don't know the background to the to the Guap record, Steve originally had produced the beat, and uh, I remember we had finished the song. Or I think it was uh, it was done a while ago. Uh, we had all written to it. It was kind of like partially recorded. Mm. And then we had played it for Toolman when Toolman was still in the city. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, huge shout out to Toolman. But um, as soon as Toolman had heard the record, he was pretty much just adamant on on flipping the beat. Like he wanted, to, he wanted to reproduce it. Yeah. So he got in the studio. He had layered up his, his, uh, his drums and... And everything he put his magic on it, Word. and when we got the record back, we were like, "Holy smokes, this is crazy!" Like yeah. it sounds like I mean, not that Steve's Steve's right. version wasn't great. It just you know, Toolman put a bit of that 
was it drastically different? It was. Uh, I think just it, it just had knocked a little harder. It had it had ha- it had a little bit more of a bounce to it, which you know, um, if I could still remember what Steve like you know, it, they sound pretty similar. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, they had both had the same ear for it. You know, yeah, yeah. So you can't really. <laughs> I can't really say whose whose was uh you know better, but uh, you know I think um, if there's a word I could use is refined. Like Tool yeah. Man's was way more refined. Like he had had mastered a sound for mm. it, you know. We so yeah, at, yeah. But um, after that, we all had recorded, and then that's when it was put up. Are we ever gonna get a uh, Guap like demo remix, like the original version, come out as a May- maybe maybe talk to Steve. That'd be tight Steve about it. <laughs> And I don't know. I don't know if if that'll resurface, but hopefully, man. That'd be, That'd sick. be sick. Yeah. So um, I wanted to also address because you were saying um, you're talking about the styles of, of music that you do is, mm. uh, but you can tell uh, sitting down, you listen to any of your projects that you're not only a music fan but you're a fan of the arts. Um, do you have any experience or aspirations um, in an artistic medium that's not music like do you ha- uh, have you done anything other yeah, other music yeah, or like do you want to i i we i used to be boy like i used to come to 393 i used to dance where we did um shout out to paranormal pandas crew that's my crew where? um my family uh but i was b-boying for like i mean active for 10 years like i was in the b-boy scene heavy in canada too like mm. i was traveling to battle uh different events but that was the only other artistic medium I found that was like other than rhyming, you know, and music. That was the one that I had really, really um, stuck with for so long because it was just, yeah, it was like us growing up as kids having a really f- good time, you know. But mm. yeah, it was uh, that was that was it. I would say like you know I da- I dabble in other stuff too, like if I could dabble in like um, actually like painting or like drawing or things like that. Like, I mean, I would. I would. I was definitely doing a lot Word. at the time when I wasn't really f- like focusing on music. Yeah. 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 So, you're, but you're you're honing in right now on on music. Yeah, b-boying takes a lot, man. Like, I think I think as you grow up too, it's like you know you're dedicating your time to a lot of other things, not just like what your hobbies and stuff. You mm-hmm. know, you're d- dedicating to balancing your life out, like you know, paying bills and all this right, stuff. Right. Right. It's like you can't always put put time towards the things you love to do. But b-boying was something I had to put down. It takes a lot of hard work and like you have to work out and stay conditioned. It's yeah. like, you know, sometimes I just want to eat and <laughs> yeah. you know, chill. Yeah. Yeah. Dope. Um, cool. I did have a question that wasn't from myself, but cool. uh, someone who who comes here, uh, shout out to Asani. Um, yeah. He wanted to ask because he, he knows yeah. you're you're a West End guy. Uh, For sure. He wanted to ask about Mirna's. Mirna's, what, like, what's my take on it? Yeah. Uh man, as kids, and I'll say this: if you're a kid growing up in the West End, is ver- it's it's a thing. Like, you go to Mirna's to eat, and Word. it's a cheap meal. Yeah. Uh, and you get a lot of it. Uh-huh. I just think that all filipino food is not very good for you yeah. like it's really greasy it's not good for you so i'm i'm okay i'm okay i had mirinas growing up as a kid i don't eat there anymore but so you don't yeah. like even like home cooked stuff you home cooked meals yeah like my parents are still okay. my parents still hook it up with the home cooked meals. that's yeah. cool yeah but i try like i mean i try to again like balance i i still cook my own meals at home like you know what i mean i i, I try to stay away You're from awkward pants at yeah, man, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough, <laughs> and when and and, there, and 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 it's in abundance, right? Like, yeah. so you you just got a lot of it that you'll eat that for like a week, yeah. and it's the same thing you're eating for a week, right? <laughs> so yeah, but Osani knows Mirna's is dope. I just don't think that I can do Mirna's anymore, man. Yeah, yeah it's no, not that's my fair. it's not my cup of tea. But that's shout fair. out to Mirna's though. That's on Alverstone. That's on the block. Yeah, yeah. Once again, you're listening to 101.5 UMFM, and this is 393. We're sitting here with Egg. Yes, sir. So um, I've seen a number of collaborations that you've done with um, artists, initiatives. You were on mm-hmm. the season one class for Refresh. Yeah. Um, you uh, did that uh, that show with uh, with B and B. We we addressed talk uh, working with Toolman. Um, we, we've seen you doing a lot of collaborative efforts. Is there anyone who you haven't worked with that uh, you do want to or aspire to in, in you know X number of years? Yeah, locally, uh, locally, I definitely still have, um, I still have uh, some people on the bucket list. Um, I really want to work with um, Keisha Booker. She's still a very good friend of mine, and like I just have the utmost love and respect for her. So I really want to 
uh, get collaborating with her at some point. That'd be dope. Um, Begonia as well. Um, Alexa and, and the band, they're really amazing. Um, uh, also, actually, which is like funny enough, I mean, I have so many conversations with Osani, but, you know, Osani is a cat that I definitely, definitely know in the near future we'll, we'll, we'll get to work. I want to. I want. I definitely want to feature on one of his projects. For Obi sure. and Egg. That'd be yeah. Wild, you know, bro. it'd be a crazy. Yeah, it'd be a crazy collaborative. That'd be tight. That's gonna happen though for sure. Um, but I mean, I think right now my focus is uh, for collaborations is yeah, like you know, uh, still obviously keeping keeping in touch with everyone in the city. But I think um, trying to look for uh, try to lock down a major feature. So you know, really looking into some major artists that we can find and. Mm-hmm. I think that's like another uh, an- another step for me. Yeah. I think that's what I've been focusing on is just trying to gauge like you know um, which major artists are out there in the world that we want to collaborate. And, is there anyone you're leaning towards uh, particularly? Man, yeah, I never tell uh, man, I never t- tell anybody these things. But you guys are, <laughs> I love I love this place, so I'll give you a scoop. All right, uh, man. I, I mean, not that we've had any conversations about it yet, but I mean. Guys, I'm looking at right now are guys like Isaiah Rashad from TDE. Yeah. Like, I'd love to have a fe- have him feature on a record. Absolutely. Um, you know, that's already really, really big camp that they got. Yeah. Uh, uh, Boss from um, Dreamville. Word. Yeah. Tight, Bo- Bossy tight. would be a super dope feature. Mm. Dave East from Harlem. Word. Dave East would be a super dope feature. And then really like anyone else. I mean, that's really ultimately down, you. But, yeah. Word. Um. So I I wanted to uh, talk about Smoke and Mirrors, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, the brand latest. new project. The um, latest. What do you? Uh, how would you describe that project um, to someone who's who's maybe never heard your music before? If you were to just give like a brief explanation for that project. Yeah. Um, I think it's um, it's a very uh, uh, introspective smooth um uh personal record mm-hmm. i think if really to sum it up in one word it's a very personal record mm-hmm. it's a it's something that i think is um uh personal to me because it involves the idea and and the co- the topic of uh of relationships i think the one thing that if people know me enough and my close friends they know that like i I like when love is in the mix like it could be anybody mm-hmm. you know when I show love to people it's very it's very genuine it's very it's very real and like but when it comes down to being in a relationship with a female or you know vice versa whatever the case is it's like uh that's where you know through hardships you find you got to find understanding and I think that's where I was trying to come from in, on this record mm-hmm. was just to be able to be a, from a man's standpoint and be like I do my best to understand, um, you know, all situations, all walks of life and like ultimately relationships. And I think that's, you know, that was my thing on this record was to just make sure that, you know, um, uh, you know, that there's understanding, not just men out there, but, you know, there's understanding men and women out there who who just who need some time to vocalize how they feel. So this was my chance and opportunity to vocalize how I felt in terms of that topic of just love and relationships and stuff like that. Yeah. More body, less convo. You've been working for that dream trip. I ain't trying to get involved with you. Know you're steady on some queen shit. Man's all up in your business trying to fix shit, but he don't know the difference. If I'm a show distance, that's because I got love for your independence and commitments. But I'm a go. Racking up stamps on the low. Pack up my bags for the show. On the next flight. Hit you up sooner than later. I'll be back in liquor for show. Hold it down, hold it down, baby. This is all in due time, you dig? Keep faith, keep faith for me. Got a bad boy like I'm big. Uh. Don't waste your time. Cause I don't wanna waste your time. Cause I don't wanna waste your time. Cause I don't wanna waste your time. Find some vino. Body speaking all dialects. She ain't for me pushing that kilo. 
Lincoln digits like Keno. See, show the photo op out in Rio. Man fly, let me tell you, I made her an offer office like Vito. Couldn't refuse it, that's real. Rest of the show is pure, I got love for that. Love is war, she got the gun for that. Play a crusher like punters back, she up downtown, but I'll run the map. I see no page, that's a forte. Trying to do less when there's more say. But if I don't see you in 10, I'ma call you right back till we link up again. Trust if it's bound to be, you're doubting me and don't want more from you. But actually, I see so many types of changes, girl, but something about you just seems naturally. I don't wanna waste your time. Cause I don't wanna waste your time Cause I don't wanna waste your time Cause I don't wanna waste your time expect from you in the future do you have anything else upcoming immediately soon or yeah i got um i already got 2019 cooking so i got a project coming out in april of next year that's soon it's very soon um yeah i've been working uh simultaneously while doing smoky mirrors but i've been working a lot on other stuff Word. but um april and uh expect a lot of music just to be dropping in general in general from fourth quarter records that's Word. gonna be january february march up until April will be my project. I mean, and uh, I'm sure in between there'll be a lot of other dope work coming out. But yeah, just you can find us all on um, all streaming services, 3 Peat Music. Um, mine is uh, Egg. That's just E.G.G. Word. Yeah, man. Um, so once again, you are listening to 101.5 UMFM. We just spoke with Egg here on This Is 393. Mm-hmm. You can listen to Egg wherever you get your music. And you can find him on Instagram at E-N-O-T-S-R-E-V-L-A. I believe that's Alverstone backwards. Absolutely. Dope. Uh, is there anywhere else that you wanted to, to plug? Any other uh, social media or um, music sources or anything? Yeah, we got 3P Music on Instagram, all streaming services. And uh, if, um, you know, just the, just I guess to put this out there because my manager would probably want me to, but um, New Year's Eve uh, at the Goodwill is the fourth quarter record show. So Dope. we're doing uh, Three Pete and Charlie Feta. If you guys aren't doing anything for New Year's at the Goodwill, it's going to be a popping show yeah, as man. always. But yeah, so I thought I'd plug that too. But yeah, I appreciate you guys for having me on. Dope. Thank you so much yeah, for man. coming. Of course. All right. Uh, probably uh, wrap that up. For war, free your minds and in all due time. They dig deep and resurrect your lies. Speak your truth and all will be fine. Don't commit if it ain't your crime. Commitment is deadly when prison are fine. So I would advise that you respect the line. Drawn in the sand, God is a plan. Reverb the rhythm, reviving the land. History gon' repeat itself. Working through our youth needs our help. Pommy is destiny, I manifested it. I love the rhythm to death till I rest in it. I ain't a prisoner, I can attest to it. I am the teacher, so be my apprentices. Envy 
shame Can't be a gem till you release the pressure Never throw stones cause they may be forever Person the vision you radiate in them But when will you see that we ain't any different? My level is godly, it's her, I am body, body. My level is godly, it's her, I am body, body. My level is godly, it's her, I am body, body. Do what I say, but don't wanna demand. Don't have much time, but I do what I can. We will be forever, standing worlds apart. Let go of your ego and speak from the heart. Do what I say, but. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to 101.5 UMFM, and I'm your host, Aryan Rakshani, a.k.a. Aryan Rax. Today we have Gabrielle Funk. Most prominently, I'm an, uh, a freelance artist. I also do community art facilitation through uh, GAP and through uh, Art City. Right. So what is your relationship with the Graffiti Arts Gallery? Graffiti Gallery has been incredibly prominent in my growth as an artist. They were... I actually saw my first art show outside of the Winnipeg Art Gallery, uh, which I used to go to all the time as a kid, but my first art show ever was Nario's show at the Graffiti Gallery, like, I'm not sure how many years ago that was, but it was before I was pursuing art, and then they were the place that gave me my first opportunities as a muralist and as an art facilitator, and I've met a large part of my community through them, so they're very, very important to me. So, what are some of your inspirations, or some of the previous artists that you may draw some inspiration from? 
Uh, well, I would say that the people who I draw the most inspiration from at this point uh, are my community, the artists that I have kind of grown up with, but also the people who in Winnipeg is a very strong local um, art community and everyone is very supportive. And I would say that, I, ha I mean, I have external influences, but the people who've been the strongest are the ones that are around me. You said you were going to art shows as a kid. Um, how young were you when you first took a, a liking to art in general? Uh, well, I would say that, the f well, actually, the first time that I ever drew, my mom tells me I was like 18 months old. She has a picture of me as a little toddler in little like pink, I don't know, overalls with all my tiptoes drawing like really close to the paper. So I've always liked to draw. and. I would do it in, like kind of obsessively as a kid, and then I started taking it more seriously and decided to pursue it professionally so when I was about 20. When did you start to um, appreciate, like there's a, a difference between a, a professional artist and, and drawing as a, as a kid, like when did you start to take like an, a, a genuine appreciation for professional art and, and start to notice the things that you like and the things that you don't as much? Well, uh, I would say in my early 20s, I decided I was in university for something different. I was taking uh, psychology, and I'd always loved art, and I'd always kind of fantasized about being as a, a professional artist. And after a year of school, I just had this realization that if I was going to pursue it, I should do it then instead of getting really entrenched in a different career path. And so mm -hmm. I just kind of, yeah, I changed course and Dope. started. So, yeah, I was about 20, 21. Awesome. So, um, what's your uh, what's your show called? What's it? Uh, what, uh, what's the the theme or or how how would you describe it? Okay, so the the title of the show is Woman, Good, Bad, Bad, and uh, the the theme I would say it's it's there's a there's a lot of different converging themes that kind of come from old bodies of work that I've done in the past, but for this one, um, I really wanted to specifically talk about dichotomies uh, that exist in the uh, perception of women through um, religion specifically. So I um, kind of created my own mythology uh, and created my own characters that fit into a mythology. It's the start of like, uh, yeah, I, I hope so. It's the start of a body of work that I hope is a lot larger because um, I found it really interesting. To, to create um, but I would say yeah the idea is just like an oversimplified like just the title is woman good bad bad those are really simple words and the grammar is simple and I don't even know if it makes grammatical sense but um, yeah I just wanted to simplify some things almost like dumb them down in a kind of like funny way hopefully yeah that's a kind of I mean to see it is probably better <laughs> yeah <laughs> How does feminism, feminism play a role in your art? Um, I would say that it's kind of uh, been playing an, an evolving role in my artwork. Uh, it is something that I've slowly, over time, come to realize is very important to me. I think, I mean, I'm a feminist, and that will, and I believe in uh, female representation as artists and in artwork has this kind of like really interesting. Um, there's kind of a dualism there. There's like a ton of female representation in artwork done by men, but there's not enough of female artists who are very prominent or there hasn't been throughout history and those voices, like, I mean, there's more now, but I would say um, for me, the idea of like um, cultural expectations placed upon women and the way women have been portrayed um, and how that affects me and how that affects everybody has been the most prominent theme in most of the work that I've done. So do you feel like your identity or how you identify as a woman holds you back or any way, or if there's not as much opportunities present to females as there is to males in your field of profession? Well, I know just based on even just like art history courses I've taken and reading and, and stories I've heard that women have not traditionally had as many opportunities in art and they have been underrepresented their voices have been um, not represented equally um, but I also feel very fortunate to be part of a community of artists that have been extremely supportive and I'm surrounded by a lot of um, very powerful women and so it's been this interesting thing for me to know that it, on the whole um, I'm part of like 
uh, a minority in the grand scheme of things, but I also feel like, yeah, I just have a lot of very, a lot of strong female role models, and so I almost haven't felt it as strongly as maybe some other people have. If that makes sense? Yeah. Can you tell us what it was like to be a kid and go here, go to different art shows, to right now hosting your own art show with your own type of mythology going on? Totally. I mean, as a young person, my biggest dream ever was to have a, a painted mural and have an art show. And I thought it was utterly, like, the d- distance between myself and that um, seemed totally insurmountable. Like, the number of steps that I would need to take to get to get there seemed enormous. And so um, it's still, that was such a strong belief that I held for even into my early 20s when I was pursuing a totally different career path. So, like, now to be kind of achieving those dreams step by step is uh, is, is pretty surreal. How has your artwork evolved over time? That's a good question. Um, I would say it's always evolving. It's evolving right now. I think it's taking probably the biggest step in a different direction now as it has. Um, uh, I think I started off really appreciating the technical aspects of the like drawing and, and very traditional uh, mediums like drawing and painting. And a lot of my earlier work was practice and experimenting with um, just different aesthetics and different themes. Uh, and I would say it's still the same, except I have a much greater understanding of what I want to say, which is, I think, probably the hardest thing to learn as an artist of, or creator or musician of any kind. Um, looking at your Instagram, uh, which is Doheart, so that's D-O-E-H-E-A-R-T, and there's a certain artwork on here where you actually mention how every time you get it back in your possession that it, it changes its meaning. Um, can you explain that and how your artwork gains, I guess, uh, a different meaning throughout its existence? Does that happen for all your artwork, basically? Well, for the one that you're speaking about in particular, um, that was a self-portrait and a lot of my work is. And so those are extremely personal. Like the place that I'm coming from at that time is seriously reflective in in the process of making it and also in the composition and everything about it and so I would say that they're self-portraits because they look like me but they also are portraits of like my life at a time and the way that I perceive myself in that time and um, so as my life changes when I receive those things back and can reflect just the way you would on any experience with perspective the wider perspective on something any moment that you've had, especially if it's been significant, um, creates like a change in the way that I see it. Does the art have to part from you for a while and then you to gain it back for that examination to happen all over again, that reevaluation? I would say that it probably is more acutely, I'm more acutely aware of it when I don't see something for a while. Cause then it's like looking at a picture of yourself almost like from five years ago and then you, maybe you didn't have it. If you saw it every day, you maybe wouldn't notice how much you'd changed since then. But I don't know. It just creates a more stark co- uh, contrast, I guess. Um, your artwork spans many mediums. And throughout the years, just following you, uh, you've gone from like acrylic painting to muralism to uh, pointillism. How would you say your concepts or themes are connected to your mediums? That's a good question. I would say that the themes, I'm still, this show probably coming up is the most um, connected, the medium is the most connected to the theme. Um, I would say in the past, the, the medium has been more connected to my own like inner, just like these parts of myself that are coming out in the artwork, but like like this obsessive side of myself or a perfectionist side of myself, like the more control over a medium I have, the more I feel like I can say exactly what it is that I want to say um and uh yeah so for this show there's sculptural work that um I believe are kind of like reminiscent of a certain like I was mentioning religion as a part as a theme in one of my shows and I think like sculptures of like gods or goddesses or like different deities throughout history are like that's a really like commonly used medium and I think there's a lot of uh, repetition in this coming show which is also a thing that 
kind of relates to that. So yeah, this would be the first time that I'm really using it in that way. With this show coming up, I just wanted to ask, um, you said you basically developed an entire mythology as a, as a background for what this is all based on. Um, what do you think was, um, how, how do you think the time was divided between brainstorming and developing the concept between actually like making the art? That's a good question. I would say, I would say that um, because my work takes, the nature of it, it takes so many hours. I've been working, I found out about this show six months ago and I've been working every day since then and many 16 hour days of like drawing and sculpting and I think I've like developed, I started with a, a, a vague concept for the first one and then I spent 30 hours on that drawing and over the course of doing that drawing I was thinking about how I want like wanted everything to come together or like just thinking thinking about what I even wanted to say and then so I would say that the brainstorming happens because it takes me so long to make anything it happens while I'm making it so okay so yeah so it wasn't brainstorm execute it was sort of blended together well I, I knew that I wanted to create like a like a yeah, like you said, a mythology right. of sorts, but I didn't know exactly what that was going to look like, and so I, it kind of unfolded as I, awesome. as I made things. So what can uh, your viewers or the people who are com coming to your show, what can they expect to see? Um, they can expect to see a, a very multifaceted show with a lot of different mediums represented, um, work that is very similar in theme, or like connected in theme and also aesthetic to work that I've created in the past. But like something I would say is pretty, like a pretty divergent also. So I would say it's a pretty exciting show. And, and you mentioned writing. How, how does that play a role in, in this show? I would say that because of the mythology aspect of this show, well, writing has always been very important to me as far as how to, because my work, I would say, is pretty heavily conceptual or I think a lot about it. And so I want to translate my thoughts and writing is the medium I'd say actually helps me do that the best so for this show I felt like I really needed to tell a story for a lot of the elements of the show and I really wanted to do that with as in as many elements as I possibly could so writing played a really important role in that awesome can't wait to go thank you <laughs> This is 101.5 UMFM. We just sat down with Gabrielle Funk. We had in studio Josh, Stefano, Jean, as well as Arian and myself. Go out to her show. It, it starts on December 7th, and it will be going on for...